0: It's the
1: left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Wiener. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station. 77 WABC.
0: What a what a what a, what a, what a, what, a, what a is this, Rich?
2: Oh, this is. Uh, hold on, give me a second. Pearl Jam.
0: Oh, man, McWhitey Whitey music, right?
2: Rich, 1990 called it once. It's music back.
0: That figure's McWhitey Whitey music. After a uh, great great uh, round of music we had in the wee hours in the morning, I gotta be followed by this. But anyway. <laughs> um... Anthony, uh, we got a choice here. I feel like Monty Hall for Eric Adams, the mayor, who's really in deep with this uh, migrant issue since he's invited some but not others and estimates that there will be probably when all is said and done about 75,000 that we receive in New York City. So we start with the uh, hotels, no-tels, motels, Holiday Inn Expresses. That's one group. Then in door number two, we have tents, like we're they were actually halfway through the construction this morning in Orchard Beach, the parking lot. It was actually a demonstration out there. And the third, which popped up yesterday, was that the mayor is in negotiation with Norwegian cruise lines to have an ocean liner docked at Homeport, the old Stapleton uh, Naval facility when the fleet was there until uh, – your old boss, uh, Schumer and Nadler, said, oh, you won't tell us if there's a nuclear payload in any of the ships? I remember that. Then pack your bags and get the hell out of here. Um, that's a lot of choices. Have you uh, actually configured it in your mind which might work, which might not work? Because is going to cost a lot of money.
2: Oh, they're all bad. All bad. This is a tough situation. This is all hands on deck, literally all hands on deck. They're going to I mean... Bring in a cruise liner. That's not easy. They've got a – there's a ton of city that, you know, we, we're seeing it's raining like cats and dogs outside. Take a little bit – a tidal surge to that spot they've picked, then it's going to be a, a tough situation there. None of this is good. But when you're mayor and when you're the city of New York, you very rarely have good choices about things. They're always tough choices, and he's, he's throwing everything in the kitchen sink at this problem. And it's not ideal, but I give him a lot of credit. He's not whining about it. He's getting to work and trying to do it. He's trying to call people together. Even, you know, I saw AOC took a run at him saying that this is not ideal. Duh. Of course it's not ideal. None of this is ideal. Um, But this is the situation that we find ourselves in. we got to find a humane way to do this. I think that they are doing the best that they can, and I give them credit for that. This is not something that has an easy answer. I mean, I know you don't have an easy answer. Well yeah, I have a real easy answer. Don't
0: be inviting illegal aliens into uh, our city, which he's doing in El Paso.
2: Why? What the hell is that? We're going to we have migration coming into the country by the hundreds of thousands in a in a desperate cocktail of covid destabilized countries and whatever it is. We these people appeared on our border and we have to deal with them. And they're going to come to New York. That's the way it yeah, is. Yeah, but that's what he was they're saying. They're going to come to New York. He was saying initially,
0: oh, they're being forced to come to New York. Researchers no, indicated be, that 20% of them say, "Yeah,
2: I want to go to New York." No, a lot of a lot of them. By the way, if you think about this, if you're something you don't know, you know a half dozen words of English, and you hear New York, you're like, "Okay, that's some place that I kind of have a sense of what that means. I'll be near my lansman. They might not use that word. i I'll, maybe there'll be opportunities for me to work and whatever. I, I but I, the point that I'm making is that New York is always going to be a place that they come." And unlike turning around the USS St. Louis, we're, we're not turning people away. We're saying we're going to do the very, very best that we can because that's no, what, no, what we... No, no, you're, now, not, now you you're can, not
0: equating it to Jews escaping the Holocaust no, in I, Europe.
2: No, no, what I'm saying is it's the same scenario, ultimately. Individual people, for whatever reason, coming to, New, coming to the United States and then wanting to come to New York. Okay, that's happening. All we can do... I mean, yes, I I can have a conversation with you. We can be an entire hour doing it on things that I think we should do to to change our, our immigration laws. I can tell you the history about why they're not getting done. All those things. I can talk to you about the economy in Venezuela and hyperinflation, all that stuff. When you're the mayor of the city of New York, and you know this because you, you ran for mayor and you had positions on this stuff, you get up in the morning and you have to deal with the world you have. You can't just say, here's the world I wish we had. In this case, that's a lot of migrants coming here, and we have to figure out how to get them fed, how to get them clothed, how to make sure they're not on our streets, and when it comes to the mayor of the city of New York, He's doing everything possible. Where's the money coming from? I thought he had
0: the connection to Joe Biden. He said, I'm calling Joe every day. What are they, not answering his
2: calls? It's not clear. I've heard a couple of different things. I've heard that DHS has said that they're providing some money for this. We'd like them to provide a lot more. There's a certain amount of gamesmanship going on, by the way. This is also an opportunity for the Adams administration to say, hey, keep the COVID spigot essentially running. Now, you pointed out for several shows about how the COVID money is drying out on the budget, and we're going to have to start li- living between in our within our means. There's a certain amount of politicking going on by Adams with the administration saying we need additional money for all kinds of things in the city. This is certainly an opportunity. I think the federal government should help us with this problem. This is a federal problem. This is a federal failing, whether it's Democrat or Republican. This is not. This is something that we have to deal with as a country, just like we have to deal with natu- natural emergencies. This is one that was presented Dana, for New well, York.
0: Well, what do you say? I'm an African-American guy. I'm a veteran. I have some issues that have made me homeless. I'm in the Bellevue shelter, a miserable, wretched location. And I see all these new arrivals who are not American at all. Most can't even speak English. They're being put on buses. They're being taken to hotels, cruise lines, tent. And I'm being told, no, eat your swill, and you're here in the Bellevue Shelter.
2: Every every person who is in need of home of housing because of a court order has a right to present themselves and, and basically say, I'm, I need a bed. And that happens. Now, I know but who's time, being prioritized. I know, but all the time, this whole idea of guys crossing through Ellis Island and turning to the guy behind them and saying, get out of my country, I get it. We've heard this about immigrants forever. They're jumping the line. They're getting stuff that we didn't get. For the time being, what we're trying to do is triage all of this stuff. It is not ideal. It's not even good. It's not even average. It's bad. But the administration is doing, on behalf of all of us, what we can to manage this problem. It's a problem. And a lot of people are not getting into any shelter at all. A lot of people are out on the street. Why, a lot of people are not in. Why would you take
0: a thousand single able bodied males, 18 to about 28, put them all under a tent? Out in Orchard Beach in a parking lot with nothing to do all day,
2: and they're going to be roaming around. I mean, what are they going to do? Well, they're 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 allowed to leave, but there's obviously they're not allowed to lawfully work. That's a problem. That they that they they came here. A huge problem. We got to subsidize them. Uh, and, and 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 however, I'll tell you this: the way that both Abbott and DeSantis coax people to get onto these buses and onto the plane was to say that there's work credentials waiting for you at the other side. These people want to work. These people, the one thing that that, that they want or they want to work, and one of the many ways that our immigration system is broken, is that while you're waiting on an asylum claim, you're not allowed to. That's something that hopefully Democrats and Republicans can both agree. Let's at least let these people work while they're here. Let me uh,
0: configurate this. Since many of you are Democrats, push through legislation they would say if you have a work visa or a green card, you should be able to vote in municipal elections. If they get a visa to work, and the uh, Democrats persevere in the courts,
2: then they'll be able to vote in municipal elections. I think there's broad there's broad disagreement among among. Whether that's even a, a consensus position, I don't. I don't support it. I don't think Mayor Adams does, and I don't think the courts do. So I, I, I don't think. Well, Mayor Adams encouraged
0: during the campaign, I'm when the sure, legislation came on his desk, that yeah. was passed by the supermajority in the city
2: council, mm, he didn't sign a it. A majority. I don't think it was a supermajority. Was it? I, all, all I know is I don't support that. I don't think the mayor does, and I think the courts have ruled that it's not something that you can do without going to Albany. I don't think people should vote until they become citizens. I think that's one of that's one of the. The, that's the gold seal on becoming a citizen as you get a chance to vote. I don't think anyone else should be able to.
0: So now, what do you tell the people in Staten Island, Homeport? We chased the Navy out. We said to the Navy, leave. We don't need you. You're not going to tell us if you're carrying a nuclear payload. Get the hell out of here. Now we're bringing in a cruise line. It's going to have these migrants on, probably a 1,000 per ship. They expect to end up leasing about 30 ships. It's a lot of places. You're going to be putting them around the city. And they're going to be given, the words are in there, the freedom to come and go as they please. Sure. What are they going to do on Staten
2: Island? It's not It's not clear that they're going to stay on Staten Island. I didn't see the 30 number, but there's certainly not going to be 30 ships on Staten Island. And there, the, this is going to be a burden that we in the city are going to have to absorb. But I say burden because ultimately immigration to our city has been a, a very big boon. It's been something that has supported our city for for generations, and when we turned the city around in the '90s, it was by and large because of the Immigration Act of the nineteen or the mid 1980s that led to a lot of immigration of uh, of Spanish speaking people to our city that well, it wound up saving me, our city. Let me ask you: immigration the basics, saves our city. You basics. agree with that? No medical
0: checkups; they're not being tested for any diseases whatsoever, including COVID. It's just being brought in. No background checks. I mean, look, if, if you were a wanted guy in another country, this is a perfect opportunity to get across the border. Why are we just letting him in with no checks and balance? The basics that were always done well, medical checks. Hold, let's hold make on. sure let's, you don't have TB, tuberculosis. Yeah, let's, let's
2: just clear up some of the facts here. First of all, these are people, the ones that are coming to New York, these are asylum seekers. These are people that presented themselves to immigration officers, said, I'm here and I'm, I'm claiming asylum. And they did go through a process. They're holding paperwork now. They're holding paperwork that tells them when and where they have to return for a date. Some of them are holding phones that were issued by the government so they can be tracked, and they know where they need. These are people that, in in Orchard Beach, from what I understand, they are going to get medical medical care. They are going to get tests. They are going to have an opportunity. So these are people. These are emigres. These are emigres that might be different in what countries they came from and what circumstance they came from, but they're emigres like many others. People have come to our country throughout our history, not just for religious freedom, but for economic freedoms. And this is not a good way to do it. The asylum system is not meant for I understand that, that but we already have a huge crime problem.
0: You would, have to, you would have to acknowledge, based on the percentages, especially young adult males, that if you take a 1,000 guys
2: in, they don't, they're not as clean as a baby's backside. I don't, I, I don't believe Some of them I, are you're, you're, Now you're pulling stuff out of your butt. I, I don't believe there's any From reason. Venezuela? I've had gangs in Caracas. I, these are people that fled crime. They've fled those. Oh, and they wouldn't and be gangbangers
0: and drug dealers and potential not Listen, I, you
2: know, you can, you, can, you can make people afraid of immigration. I am not one of those people know, that's but afraid. If and if you're I think not most New Yorkers are not. If we've already known that we've stopped at
0: the border, 80, 88 people so far who are on the no-fly list.
2: Well, how did that happen?
0: By them being checked. Right. How did they come to be checked? Well, because they were checked at the spot. That's right. But how they did, don't all get checked at the spot. I
2: don't know. We've had over 2 million contacts this year, more than Donald so you, Trump ever you're had. You're telling me that 2 million contacts were checked? I, no, that, I that would be impossible. Now I'm telling you that those those now contacts is not the same as them because, because under this stupid system we have right now, you can go and try to come in again. But if you're claiming asylum, which these people are, and let's not mix our beef with our borscht. Th- these people are asylum claims. Right, these are not people who are coming in who are, who, who are um, uh, 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 making a, a claim uh, that I'm coming here to work or that I'm coming here to be re no, understood. These are asylum claims. We have no reason to believe that but there's been any. But they all know what the root uh, is let to me, get in. Let it. me ask you a question. Do you believe that if there was a, cr- a crime that had been committed by one of these 10,000 people, the New York Post would have heard about it and told us about no. it? 100%. No. 100 percent. No. There is so much scaremongering going on around this. But but you, you've there's no reason to believe if, it. You if can, they're
0: coming through Eagle Pass, let's just you look at Eagle Pass, Texas. Within 48 hours, they were on a bus. There's no way you could have possibly at all checked back with their country of origin to see if any of these people will want it there, for anything.
2: there are these checks happen. I don't know if they're perfect or that they're imperfect, but there is no reason to believe. There's no evidence to believe that the people that have come here to New York are anything more than people who, are, people who are seeking asylum because their country is a mess. Now, if
0: you wanted to come here, why wouldn't you just say, I've been abused, domestically I've been abused. That's um, the claim that I'm, people I'm, are making. I'm, I'm a gay or a lesbian. Uh, they're homophobes. You know that most were in the New York uh, City federal system. They grant asylum about 87% of the time. That's in not Houston, true. In Houston, 13%. That's not true.
2: Yes, it is. That's not
0: true. We, 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 we don't
2: out. do 87% of New York. In oh, fact. yes. So these people, whether, they, whether they're the hearings, there are some variances between hearings that are held in New York or hearings that are held in Texas, but not that much. Overall, it's a very low percentage. Anthony, I'm going it's, to it's a, it's a relatively low percentage of people that make the It's asylum,
0: NPR information.
2: But it, there's a relatively and, – and but the, here's, here's, a, here's a statement here's 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 a that I think you'll agree with it's a relatively low percentage of people that come here to claim asylum are ultimately going to get to stay as what societies. about if I say this
0: I'm a gay man it's homophobia in my country of origin I was abused very very likely to be true if in fact you are gay but how do you then prove that that I'm not just saying that in order to get an easy pass to get in or lie about anything that's I'm not the way is, it violence. doesn't matter what you
2: say uh that's part how of do it. they check? They're asylum officers. They're judges. Part of the reason why the system is so backed up right now is we have not hired a sufficient number of, of, um, of, uh, 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 of judicial officers and judges, immigration judges. I funny. I saw Nicole Malitakis when she was objecting to the home port idea of having a ship there. She says, here's what we should do. Remain in Mexico. That's an agreement that we need with Mexico, and they're no longer willing to have them all sit there. She says, I hire more judges. I, I went and I checked. She has not introduced any legislation to hire more judges. And by the way, that's something you need Congress to do. Lee Zeldin didn't propose hiring more judges. I think both parties can agree. Hire more judges. Think, and by the way, don't just make them judges. Just have hearing officers. And it's not an easy thing to do. These cases, have, I, I handled a bunch of them in my office. I mean, these are tough cases to make. And we have a judicial process to do it. It's not two guys on the radio who do it. Individual I know, but people. but
0: Nicole Maliotakis, congresswoman running for re-election against Mack Rose, needs to be applauded. The only Republican representing Staten Island at any level who has spoken out about this. I know. She's demagoguing. Vigorously. She's demagoguing. It's vigorously. I,
2: I, you know, this is what politicians do in elections. Yeah, but demagogue. the other
0: Republicans are waiting to see. Well, let me no, see. No, I no, know what it's saying it. Joe Borelli is saying, well, it's the best alternative. Joe Borelli. What the hell is that? Because Joe Borelli that's has a job. Adam, that's no. an Eric Adams
2: Republican. Joe Borelli has a job to do. Which you know, is what? Tom Aliatakis or show, she's I'll not tell you doing worse. I'll
0: tell you what. Instead of North Shore, that's not his district. How about since he represents the South shore welcoming in a cruise line to the south shore and they'll run them right out of his listen, of all town.
2: i'm saying is you can demagogue this issue very easily demagoguing immigration is the easiest thing you can possibly do the hard thing to do is to say listen we're a city that that that, what, that that you that eric in adams
0: in. keeps talking about oh i saw a tent during covid in central park you know who put the tent there uh it was religious people uh they came in from north carolina you may have remembered them. They were considered the ultimate at one time, the Billy Graham Crusade. His son took it over. There were there were progressives who were opposed to that because they're opposed to gay and lesbian marriage. Those were doctors in those tents. That wasn't for housing. I tell you what, Eric Adams, he keeps referring to that tent that was in Central Park. Tell him to put the ten in Central Park. See how that goes you over know, but here's with a, people who voted for him on the west side and the agree, east I side. I agree
2: with you. I think that there is demagoguery on both sides. I did I did three episodes on immigration so far in the middle. I think that if you push off from the far left who said everyone should come in and we should not be worried about anything and push off from the far right to demagogue on this all the time and try to make everyone scared – there are solutions to this. There are solutions. But when you're the mayor of the city of New York, someday you may be, when you're the mayor of the city of New York, you don't have the luxury of staring at your navel and stroking your beard and saying what I wish. Well, you have to deal with these things, and I think you're doing, doing as best I can. It's a beautiful
0: facility behind the museum that Eric Adams so loved when he walked in in that gala, and many of his supporters said he's been looking forward to this his entire life. Oh, the Met, give him the Met Gala. Yeah. yeah. Why not right behind... The
2: Metropolitan Museum of Art there. Why do, Put it I, right there. Big I have ten. an idea. I have an idea. Why don't you give all of those people that are able, that can work, give them the jobs waiting on the tables, parking the cars, helping to set up the lights and galleys at the Met? Look, all I can say is that we have a shortage of labor. You've pointed it out. We have a shortage of labor and people that came here that want to work. Seems like we've got a Easy shit pass. up. pass. Seems like we've got a you shit would up. would only
0: be encouraging more people to come. You can only be encouraging more I don't people. believe. Forget $75,000.
2: When you look at, at 200% inflation in Venezuela, when you took at gang violence in Colombia, when you're talking about COVID collapsing the, company, the, 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 the government in Nicaragua, I don't believe we are always going to be the beacon. Always.
0: Yeah, but if I'm watching right on my cell phone, and a lot of them have cell phones, Univision and Telemundo, who is the most welcoming of all? Not Washington, D.C., not Chicago. New York City, where Eric Adams is saying, come one, come all. We're a sanctuary. Well, city. I gotta
2: tell you something. Here's here's a, here's something that I do agree with some of, of, of Joe Biden's critics and some of the I do believe there's something to be said by disincentivizing people to do things by making it clear what the rules are and they're gonna be followed and they're gonna be tough. Even going back to the Obama administration, they were doing that kind of messaging. But it doesn't work because no matter how tough it's gonna be how life-threatening it might be, how difficult it, it may turn out to be, people are going to try to get better lives for them and their kids, and they're going to try to come to New York. That's the facts.
0: Up next, she did not make a verbal faux pas. I listened to your show in the middle as you were discussing the many verbal faux pas of our elected officials over the year. Excellent job, Anthony. But she said as vice president, Hurricane Ian A should be given out based on equity, if you can please explain that up next because it really pissed off a lot of people. Right here, Anthony Weiner on the left. Yours truly, Curtis Lewa on the right. And remember, if you missed any of Anthony Weiner's uh, show in the middle from 2 to 3, that's Appointment Radio. You can get it at wabcradio.com, his podcast. And also what I pimp off of. It's his many posts of what he would do if he were in charge right now of urban affairs. How can you get it's access called, to it's that? It's called
2: Keys to the City. Episode 11 is about affordable housing. And soon, another thing for you to crib from, yes. The Middle Extended, a new podcast that's going to be coming out soon. Wow. So you'll have lots. I got a lot to cheat here. Yes, a lot exactly. of good notes. And I'm going to want to promote it on your show. That's right.
0: Anthony Weiner, right here at WABC. Talk Radio
1: 77 WABC. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight Slugfest.
0: Oh, my God. Why don't you come in with a scorpion try? Hurricane, type. Huh. Rich, where is your mind? But how
2: does Rich not know you about the back of his hand by now? And no, I guess it's a different time of the day,
0: right? Actually, in looking at his musical uh, selections, uh, he's African-American, I'm white, and I'm telling you, I'm I'm blacker than he is. Oh, my but, God! But Rich
2: has soul. Hey, by the way, you know, we were talking about Eric Adams. I can't remember a mayor. You probably know the answer to this because you ran against him. Is he a Mets fan or a Yankee fan?
0: He claims both. Uh, no, he said no originally, I know that. He said originally, look, I grew up in Queens, went to Bayside High School. I was a Met fan. Remember, Steve Cohen had him out when he was campaigning against me. His son threw out the first pitch. He was catching behind the plate. He had his Met garb on. But I've since seen him. When he goes to the Yankee games, he puts on uh, Yankee oh, garb.
2: I, because I, the reason I ask is that I don't... I mean, usually, mayors, even when you're de Blasio and you're trying to hide it, everyone knows like what your allegiance is because this is a time... This is a time of year with candidates being, you know, debating and having conversations. Like, I don't know what Kathy Hochul is. I don't know what Zeldin is. It used to be a thing that everyone got asked. You had to pick a team.
0: Oh, exactly. But uh, I think what's happened is after Rudy. Rudy was very clear.
2: I'm a Yankee fan. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I had a funny I story. I don't like the Mets. I had a funny story. In 2000, I was in Congress. I'd only been in Congress a couple of years. Chuck Schumer had been elevated to being senator, and I had worked for him for many years. We were very close. And... Um, the Daily News, I think it was the Daily News, did one of these surveys during the Subway series asking politicians which side that they were on. And, you know, I'm a Yankee – I'm sorry, I'm a Met fan, and I just said that unflinchingly. And, and the reporter said, oh, I'm glad to get a straight answer out of you. A lot of politicians are hedging. And I'm like, who would be hedging on that kind of thing? And he says, uh, well, Senator Schumer hasn't given us a straight answer. And I'm like, ah, Chuck's got to get off the fence. And the, I, I didn't realize I was on the record. The guy – Quotes me as saying my mentor should get off the fence. Chuck calls me up, livid, livid. He says, "Do you know what prime voting Catholic men in the suburbs care more about than baseball? Nothing. This is what they care about." And you and and you wanted me to apologize and whatever. Else. <clears throat> the point being, I think most real baseball fans know there's no such thing as I like both. No, that's not. A
0: thing. No, now Hillary got caught in that trap. Remember. As she came to New York to run for the seat uh, vacated by uh, Daniel Patrick Moynihan, she said, you know, when I was in Chicago, uh, I used to listen to Yankee games. You know, I was a Yankee fan, a Cubs fan, actually, League. Okay, we get the Cubs thing. And then people said, how are you listening to Yankees games in Chicago? She never answered that question. Uh, Clearly, de Blasio, by wearing number six on the back of a Met uniform, and they say, why number six? Rico Petrocelli, we knew right there Boston Red Sox fan through and through. Although, I will tell you this, other than uh, Giuliani, the most knowledgeable of baseball, how do I know? My middle son Carter is sitting there next to him opening day with his mother Melinda Katz, who is the Queensborough president. And he filled my son full of knowledge about the Mets, That's the history. Like, they were having a conversation because uh, Carter's a Mets fan. Uh, his youngest brother, my youngest son, is uh, Hunter. He's a Mets fan. And he was totally impressed. And I looked at Melinda and I said, this thing come from an A. This came from Bill. said, no, he was like rapid <laughs> response. Yeah. So he's truly a baseball fan. No, no, I, fan.
2: I, I, I believe it. I mean... Being a Red Sox fan, I mean, I don't know what that's about, but
0: I well, remember. Well, let, let's face it. You know, Bloomberg was a Red Sox fan. Bratton, right? I sat with Bratton at a Yankee game. He was a I, Red Sox. I'm um,
2: fine. Those Boston accent, I hate them. It. But um, I remember it was '90s. I guess it was '97 because the '96 Yankees were being honored at at the White House, and a bunch of my friends, my friend Mitch came. I remember a couple of others. Thank you. Um, and it was already some. Questions about Hillary perhaps running for Senate and what was she going to do? And sure enough, she puts herself front and center of the president honoring the 96 Yankees at the White House. Suddenly, Hillary was everywhere and posing with Yankee hats on and everything else.
0: Well, I got to tell you this story. It's 2000 Mets versus Yankees. Mayor Rudy says, I'd like you to host uh, the fan rally at Bryant Park. On one side, we'll have Mets fans divided by police in the middle with the barriers and Yankee fans on the other side. Curtis, you did a great job, uh, you know, in an initial prep rally in the playoffs for the Yankees. I said, no problem. I said, Rudy, you know I'm going to say I hate the Mets. He goes, I hate them too. I get up on the stage. And I just start railing at the Met fans. They start crawling over the barricades. The cops go to Rudy and says, you got to get Curtis off there. He's going to start a riot. <laughs> Naturally, the Yankee fans were fired up. They almost started swinging and winging. And I forget which deputy mayor came up to me and he said, Curtis, you got to get off the stage. You're starting a riot here. Remember, it's New, new York team.
2: I hate the Mets. I hate the now, Mets. was there an opposite number for you representing the no, Mets? No, That was just you? No, it was just me. So, yeah, and then
0: naturally they had the broadcasters uh, there, but they didn't want to I mean, get I, involved in that. Yeah. I think it was Michael Kay and John Sterling on one side. I think well, maybe it was Cohen and someone else for the Mets. But anyway, I just took over the microphone. That's
2: funny. And I was throwing gas on the fight. And, you know, the Mets fans, they don't take
0: crap. F you, F you Well I
2: I went you know I went to all the games, even the ones in Yankee Stadium. I mean it was obviously big for Mets fans too. But I remember the one memory I have of all of it was in the World Series here, this big moment in two thousand all the suits I mean, I hope it doesn't happen this year. I mean, just it was wall-to-wall, just suits in these.
0: these... And you notice the brand-new hats, the brand-new throwback jerseys. They even have the tags on it, not because it's stylish, because they just bought it. (laughs) They know nothing about baseball. Now, that leads us right into the discussion. You are the jinx against DeGrom. You had him again, not only winning the Cy Young Award, but maybe the greatest pitcher of all time. Yesterday, uh, excuse me, last Saturday, uh, his next outing against Oakland and Oakland was a disaster. And last night in Atlanta, they binged three home runs off of him. And it's clear he he didn't have his stuff at all. Two games back to back. You're approaching the playoffs. Do you realize you've jinxed him? You you've I you did you and you alone it. jinxed. I him.
2: pointed out. You know I'm only on once a week. You're on as many hours. Like as the day can as the day can produce, yeah. (laughs) You're on all the time, so it's hard to figure out exactly if you jinxed anything because you're constantly saying different things at different times. Um, With me, I'm on once a week. Last week, I come on and I quote the statistics, which was true, which was that the Grom had given up three runs for of less more consecutive games than any other pitcher in baseball history, going back to 1914 when the records start being kept. Yes. And then since then, obviously, it's. I am mortified at that I might have contributed to this.
0: There's no doubt; it's <clears throat> the curse of Anthony Wien, a lifelong. Well, we'll man. see.
2: I mean, sure, you know, this is a huge. I don't. I, Scherzer today, they'll be one up with four games remaining, and they've got the tiebreaker if they win today. I mean, they can't even lose it if they lose the third game. So. This is a giant, uh, a giant game, but I I accept responsibility. What? I did what? I did all of the middle on the ledge outside the studio, ready to jump off. Well,
0: let me tell you, Yankee fans were very upset with me because I was not for toots. I was not excited about Aaron Judge's 61, because I was sitting shiver for Coolio, Gangster Paradise, yes. age 59, dead. I met him in Los Angeles. I'm sitting shiver. How could I be joyful for Aaron Judge 61 as he goes? they try to hit 62 and maybe more before the end of the season and the start of the playoffs. Yankee fan, what's wrong with you, Curtis? I said, I'm sitting shiver for Coolio. Come on.
2: Yeah, totally. Show some respect. Yeah, my, my friend Dave Nelson produced and directed his video for that song, Too Hot. I mean, yeah, did they? If they have they said what was wrong, what led to his death? Well, when you're 50, not, you know, 59 59 West Coast rapper years. I know,
0: but we we get so used to the fact that people are living. You mentioned uh, presidents who have lived into their 80s and 90s. We get so used to that. And when people die in their 50s or 60s, like they typically did years ago, we're like shocked. You know, people, they break that. He was never known to be a dope fiend, a cokehead. I'm sure he dabbled, you know, as a rap world. But nobody at l a ever said, "No, no no, we knew this guy you know at any yeah. point was just going to self-destruct.
2: Well you know people don't seem to realize when you hear that the average life expectancy is seventy nine that means there's some nineties and some sixties exactly. in there you know so uh yeah, but it, that, that that is a loss, and I, I commend you for uh, for pointing it out.
0: yeah, but anyway, all Jews during this um, this season of going from the high of Rosh Hashanah To the somberness of Yom Kippur, Anthony, will Hashem be writing you into the Book of Life? I asked Sid Rosenberg. He was unsure. He was like, I hadn't even thought of that. I said, you realize if Hashem does not write you into
2: the Book of Life, it's
0: over. There's nothing you can do. At some point in the next year before Rosh Hashanah, you're going to drop dead.
2: Well, that's not exactly what you asked to be inscribed for. We all get inscribed for things. The question is, do you get inscribed for good things or bad things and the books? And that's why this time you're supposed to be particular. This is why I was talking about Andrew Cuomo today. This is a time of year that you're supposed to apologize, make amends to anyone you've harmed. And if I've done anything to you that have any way wronged you, I apologize. Well,
0: there Curtis. is a, there is a way to amend this. And I've seen your peeps and forest hills cross the Grand Central Parkway, go over to the pond in Flushing Meadow Park and throw in the Progresso breadcrumbs. And I said, oh, you're sort of hedging your bet. You know, this is like AIG. You're taking out additional insurance policies with Hashem above. That you can somehow be written into the book of life. Say it so. Well, That's it, why they it, throw it, the breadcrumbs in the water. It
2: is true. It's called Tashlik. You're supposed to, and it signifies tossing your sins. It's supposed to be a moving body of water. I'm not sure that the be, that the lake. Well, you know who heart.
0: loves it? The ducks and all the other. Ducks love it.
2: Fowl. I actually took, I took Jordan along and uh, we did the prayer and we we, we commemorated Tashlik And it, uh, yes, you toss the water, you toss the breadcrumbs rather into the water and they signify casting off your sin. But the, the thing that I like most about the prayers during this time of year is that you try to atone, you do on Yom Kippur, you atone and you say that, and you make this long list the prayers is this long list of things that you 've done, and you've flogged yourself, yes. but at the end of saying, you know I have I have been selfish, I have taken the lord 's name in vain, I have not been generous to my friend um, to my friend Curtis, I have criticized Rich when he played the bad music. And then at the end, the very last thing you say is, and I'll probably do it again next year. So I apologize. In no, advance. No, I like that. just, it's just imagine, a sense of
0: realism. Because the Middle East, Persian Gulf, all so close to one another. Instead of having been born a Jew, you were born a Shia, not a Sunni, the Shia minority. And you say, flog yourself. They flog themselves to the point they're bleeding. They're bleeding from the head. It's And, and it's not stigmata. It's not like Chris, I mean, Curtis Schilling's uh, stigmata there. Who beat the Yankees? Curt Schilling. The God, they call him the Curtis. I get so angry at that. But anyway, up next, you know what we have to talk about, Anthony Weiner? Astoria, a place you know well you didn't represent Astoria. Uh, that that savage killing of that uh, lieutenant uh, in the EMT, the fire department. But more importantly, what the two elected officials have been doing before that, giving out information of what merchants and residents should do if they see. Homeless people or emotionally disturbed persons, especially if they're causing problems, and basically they say, "Don't call the police." Uh, I, 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 I'm dumb. I'm dumbstruck. I'm flummoxed. Uh, maybe you can explain it for me because I don't do know. i do my best. I, I don't do know where their thinking process is. Anyway, it's left versus right. We know now that Anthony has. Taking out an insurance policy by feeding the ducks in Flushing Meadow Park has said though with his humongous ego has he gone out to the Atlantic Ocean there or Bell Harbor and thrown I'm progressive sure. breadcrumbs? I'm in? Sure
2: of it. I'm sure of it. I'm not sure he had any sins this year, so maybe he has nothing. No, no to all, show
0: all he for has it. is um, uh, Citizens United. Right? Steal that book. Don't <laughs> buy it. Steal it, and he'll get his way into heaven. <laughs>
1: Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Wiener. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight Slugfest. There
0: you go. As I continue to sit shiver for Coolio... Life will never be the same. I, I can't have Narkis because Aaron, Aaron Judge hit number 61. I can't. Cubio, I met him in L.A. He said, oh, you're O.G. O.G. Oh, come on. It doesn't get any better than that when they call me O.G. Gangsters. But anyway, I digress. Astoria. Never before has it had the kind of problems it's had of lately near the projects. Yes, yes, story of projects, Ravenswood, but normally not in the neighborhoods. They've had a series of violent crimes for them, shootings, robberies. In fact, even outside of uh, the city, councilman's, uh, city councilwoman's office, Tiffany Caban, there was an armed robbery at a cafe right across. Okay. But nothing comparable to this. In fact, there aren't many crimes in my mind that have ever been comparable to this as the Lieutenant for the EMT, she goes to get a sandwich. She's on duty. And um, she's walking towards the bodega. And this guy, out of nowhere, comes up behind her, knocks her down. He's on top of her, and he stabs her 20 times. Runs back to his apartment, barricades in. The hostage crisis unit talks him out. He's now under arrest, multiple charges. Clearly, he's emotionally disturbed. People have said for two years he's lived amongst us, never said a word. He would just walk up and down. Apparently, though, his background is he did relatively well in high school, uh, won a scholarship from the UFT, was very bright, and then something went wrong. So now we have the, a situation where you have all the EMTs, all the firefighters, they obviously going there to pay tribute to their colleague. And one of the EMTs is a former guardian angel, and he said, Curtis, I just walked into this shop. I just wanted to get a cup of coffee near Steinway Street. There's a poster up here, and it's advising merchants not to call the police when they have problems, either in the store or outside the store on the street. Call 311, but not to call the police whatsoever. So I said, could you take a picture of it and send it to me? And then we broke the story here on WABC that the city councilwoman, Tiffany who almost became the district attorney of Queens. Right. When the vote was first tabulated against Melinda Katz, she was uh, ahead and almost won it. And then ran for city council, got elected overwhelmingly. She is a protege of AOC. And as you read through the list, and they give you specific instances, never call the police. Now imagine a situation like this if somebody had actually read uh, the handouts that she gave out along with the local assemblyman there. Both of them are DSA. Don't call the police, call 311. I mean, it's absolutely crazy that we have elected officials who are advising people not to call the police, when, in fact, in some cases, they are the only agency that can respond, especially when
2: you have such horrific violence taking place. Right. But that's the problem. The problem is that there are so many people on the streets now that have these mental health issues, and we've talked about it on the show a bunch of times, that, in fact, for the police this has become a real challenge for them that they're confronting these guys and maybe nine out of 10 are not doing anything violent at all. Like this guy, by the way, the story is schizophrenic, went to his apartment, got a steak knife, and was laying in wait apparently for anyone in a uniform to attack. And, you know, uh, Nicole Gelinas writes this op-ed in today's post that I really agree with. Like sometimes my progressive friends Say, oh, wait a minute, it was mental it was mental illness. There's nothing you can do about this. No. We have to figure out a way to deal with these mental health cases. If it were if we did have a magic number that you can dial, like three one one, that a real health mental health professional can come out and try to deal with the mental health issues, I don't think that what Kaban was saying was all that crazy. The problem is three one one is you call when you get a pothole. That's not a thing you do if there's someone well, talking uh, talking themselves or night.
0: They are they acknowledge that they say it may take many hours, the three one one to respond, but don't call the police.
2: It's sort of like, <laughs> no, no. I think that that's, that's right. nuts. No, I I don't. Look, I do believe that it's uh, some degree in retrospect kind of nuts, but I think that what Caban and I, I I don't believe in her general whatever. It, I mean, I don't want to get into a conversation about whether she's good or bad. Whatever. But I do think that what they were trying to do is to say, hey, the cops can't really help with a lot of these mental health cases. They're not really equipped to do it. Call someone else if there was such another thing. But what they're saying is essentially throw a note out the window and hope for the best. All right. Now, the way we have now, I think that if I were Eric Adams and I was Timothy Caban and I was in the city council, and I could do this. I would say that every sector, every police sector, and the sector is something smaller than a police precinct. There's usually four or five or six, seven of them, something like that. Every sector should have three or four or five uh, mental health people that cops can say, come with us on this call because you know how no, to talk. Nobody, nobody, nobody it
0: disagrees is. with but that was the goal. Remember that de Blasio and his wife, Charlene, say we right. were going to do that with Thrive. They never did. This is the other problem on the, on behalf of the taxpayers. Because Eric Adams did this before. You may have remembered. Two summers ago, he was only the Brooklyn Borough president. Uh, de Blasio was mayor, and you had gangs shooting off Roman candles at one another. It looked like they were having firefights in the street. He said, don't call the police. You go down, you talk to them, you straighten them out. And one woman did that in the projects of East New York, and they not only told her to mind her own business, not with words like that, but they followed her shot her twice in the head. You immediately, as an agent of the city, the culpability is towards the city because you encourage people to take it upon themselves and not call the police. Now, assuming that people actually follow, and they might. There are a lot of DSA people who live in Astoria who voted for her or who support AOC, and they actually do what she suggests, and it goes awry what a lawsuit against the city! Well, I, yeah, it goes because th- she has qualified immunity. Well, Cops no longer have that.
2: Well, yeah, it goes awry. But more importantly, I think what she, she's let's put aside. Let's put aside the names, and let's also put aside how this case ended with with this lieutenant getting stabbed to death by a crazy guy. The fact is that right now, because of the the way this is structured, and Adams has said this outright, deciding which homeless encampments are going to get broken down and taken away is going to be up to the cops in that precinct. So immediately you're saying the cops are in charge of this problem. I will tell you, the one thing that beat officers say to me, it is the bane of their existence because there's no great answer. There is not a great, bright line of when someone's being legal or illegal. We have a couple of guys who have now taken over my entire street on 14th Street. So I called the precinct about it, the landlord called the precinct about it, we called, I called 311 about it, and recently there is a, I have got a picture of it on the phone, a notice went up, eight and a half by 11 piece of paper saying we're going to sweep this area in the coming week, if any of your stuff gets taken, basically a note to the- You're getting hu- evicted. You're getting evicted soon, right. And here, and I assume that's because someone at the law department said if you want to take these people away, you got to let them know they can have a chance to move their stuff, and if they don't, we're going to take it. Long story short, this is not true. Actual policing. This is not actually stopping bad nope. guys from doing bad things. Nope. But that doesn't mean you do nothing, and it doesn't mean you just call 311. That's the disconnect. Calling 311 is the equivalent of telling a shopkeeper just you know, put put something in the complaint right, box. But
0: imagine you're an elected official, and you put in the print right at the top. If you call 311, it may take hours for them to get there. Don't call the police, and then Department of Homeless Services. Don't call them about a homeless issue
2: because they may call the police.
0: Oh, then yeah. what do you do?
2: Yeah, no, I, I agree. If you this... call Tiffany Caban, what is we, she well, going to do? Well, let me ask you, Curtis, do you agree with this, that making the police the point of our enforcement sword when we're dealing with mental health problems and homeless problems we, is we not have, fair we to We have no
0: choice uh, until they actually follow through on having mental health teams accompany police. Right. They haven't done that. I, I think they that's right. They give lip service to it. I don't see it happening anywhere in the
2: city. Right. So Caban is doing it half ro- half wrong, which is to say, in this fantasy world that we want to live in, where there are these mental health people at the other end of 311 jumping in their car and coming to your local bodega, but she should know better.
0: Now, Question. Uh, I'll be going to the Wake, uh, which is going to be out in uh, Long Island, where her parents are alive. You know, most times a parent would hope they would pass before they have to bury the child. Mm -hmm. Um, I guarantee you that uh, Tiffany Caban will not attend that or the church service, nor will the Assemblyman. I bet she will. Okay, well, you were wrong on DeGrom last week. You're going to be wrong again. I,
2: I bet she will. If something like that happens in your congressional district and someone who's in your city council district... And someone who wears a uniform dies in the line of duty serving your constituents, yes, you show up. At I office. will
0: be bird-dogging that to find out.
2: Well, l- let's come back to it. This And, and if, if and I know Tiffany Irban is a big listener to this show, and she subscribes to your podcast and to mine. I'll bet. I, I think that it's the right. And I think our listeners should call her office and say that you should. Whether, whatever you, listen, you think about you listen.
0: Uh Tiffany and staff – I and the Guardian Angels are going to be in Astoria Monday giving out flyers saying, always call the police, always, always call 911.
2: Right. that's the I mean, But I, I do believe it. But let me just say something else about this. And this is where this defund the police thing kind of goes off the rails. I think a lot of people who say defund the police are what they're really saying is let's not put the police in charge of stuff that's not really in their strength. And I don't think they're wrong and i think that if i if the, the mayor of the city of new york what he should do and i've suggested this in a couple of different ways i really should reduce it to writing and think it through but we need a uh, hundreds of more police officers we need a couple hundred more correction officers and we need probably the most of all we need civilian mental health people that can go out and help cops do do deal with these things they've been talking
0: about it since the Blasio. he had the money one and a half billion dollars for thrive where did the yep. money go,
2: Anthony? It set us back. The fact that that program was not a, was such a, Where a, a did it go? When we come back, though,
0: we have to talk about Vice President Harris saying that aid uh, for those who have been devastated anywhere in Florida due to uh, terrible Ian, the hurricane, will be given out based on equity. You have to explain that, Anthony, because I thought it was always based on need, but anyway, it's Left versus Right every Saturday from 3 to 4 before it. It's In the Middle featuring Anthony Weiner. If you missed any of the show, you go to the podcast, wabcradio.com. And again, you got to go to Anthony's other podcast. I steal from it every week. It's my crib notes. Uh, I feather up my... Uh, uh, Keys to the City. Itinerary in terms of what I would do in the city, and I claim it's my ideas. How do people get access to it? It's called
2: Keys to the City at the Red Apple Podcast Network. And also they can subscribe to The Middle, um, where they can also be notified when we have our new podcast ready. The Middle middle Extended, something that Rich says could be called The Middle Finger Extended. I'm not sure why he says that.
0: Oh, I know why. (laughs) Hey, you see this, Rich? It's exactly (laughs) what you suggested. Take that! Talk Radio
1: 77, WABC. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner.
0: Now you're talking D-Train, rated the worst train of the many bad trains in the subway system of New York by the riders themselves, Anthony. And it used to go right through your district there on the way to Coney nah, Island. No, the
2: F is worse.
0: No, no, I have to concur. It's the D-band. Yeah, dirty, it's dark, it's, true. it's a bit ominous, The trains are never clean on the outside. And it goes some, through some really rough areas where there have been crimes. This is true. But it's uh, right out of the uh, the Warriors, the classic Warriors, you know, the cult classic where the gang fights its way back uh, from uh, the Bronx the to way, Brooklyn.
2: By the way, you know what, I, I would encourage you to... Anyone who wants to know the bad old days, look at the subway trains in the Warriors. Yes. They used to get tagged in the yards. Yep. In the yards. They'd get tagged
0: while the train was moving. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) There was no cops because, remember, they had laid off the cops. But now, yesterday in a conference somewhere in America, the vice president, returning from her Asian trip, sat down and said that the FEMA aid that obviously the Biden administration has promised DeSantis and all Floridians... Uh, should be handed out based on equity. And a lot of people immediately said, wait a second, I thought it would be based on greatest need. What When this new term equity, what is your understanding of it?
2: My, my understanding of what she said, and it's a statement that, if you just read the statement, you wouldn't find anything particularly noteworthy about it, is what she's saying is that there is a level of environmental racism in this country that a lot of poor people are stuck living in places that are vulnerable to bad weather, like we saw in Houston, we saw in New Orleans. I don't think that's a controversial position, that that lower-income people sometimes don't have the ability to get up and move, they don't have the ability to move to safer areas, and that our policies have disenfranchised a lot of poor people. I don't think that's wrong. Well... If you
0: know Florida, like I know Florida, a lot of our listeners, especially southwest Florida, down there by Venice, Fort Myers, a lot of retirement communities, beachfront property is like out in the Hamptons. You don't find the poor people up on the beach. You just find the poor people back from way f- further back inland. It's like that in many places in Florida. So the people who m- most got devastated, at least according to the guardian angels who were there, who lived there, say – yeah, uh, the beachfronts wiped out. So I you know, had, but what about
2: with the people of Puerto Rico? Well, what about the people in Puerto? Those Rico? are poorer people. What about the people in Houston a couple of years ago? I think she was making a point. That, by the way, who's better at bailing out bad statements of the Biden administration than me? I should. <laughs> I should do this as a living. I should call them up and say, "Look, I can take any. You should. Ja- I can take any jackass statement you make and somehow make it sound okay. You should because.
0: At a time like this, where they actually are saying nice things to one another, DeSantis to the Biden administration, Biden By the administration way, DeSantis, of Florida. DeSantis,
2: do you know who, of the 67 members of Congress had voted against aid for Sandy? DeSantis was one of them. You're kidding. That guy's a phony.
0: No, no, hold on. He's a, a f- phony. Hold on a second now. Right, wait, wait a second. You hey. want to talk, Harris? They're, they're, I, I raise you a DeSantis. They're making nice <laughs> to one another, right? They that may are. be Good. the only time. They Good. Because nice, the Floridians really need it. They got clobbered. Totally, totally. And I will agree with your Democrats that it is the result of global warming and climate change. You can't be a global warming climate change denier. You look in the Gulf of Mexico, the waters there have gotten so warm. Yeah. It just increases the ferocity of these uh, annual storms. They go from tropical storm storms that then uh, end up becoming hurricanes, and yep. they're coming
2: to us. Yep, By soon the way, it's going to be coming. Up. I'm going to send my invoice to the Biden administration. I've shown that I can defend even the most boneheaded statement. I can do it here on WABC 77. There's
0: no doubt about that. <laughs>